0: Welcome to the We Love Philly podcast. We are We Love Philly. Our mission is to promote volunteerism throughout the streets of Philadelphia and bring back the brotherly love to the city of brotherly love. Each week, we bring an individual organization that's making Philly a better place. We hope you enjoy and let's dive in.
1: Welcome everybody to the We Love Philly podcast. We are joined here today with Monica Velez, The chapter leader for the Travis Mannion Foundation here in Austin, Texas. Yeah, you heard me right. We are in Austin, Texas right now. Yeah, yeah. ATX. We're also joined by a youth mentor with the Travis Mannion Foundation, Akasha Powell. We're also joined by Claire Miller, who is the executive director of Restorative Practices in Action, which is an amazing organization in Philadelphia. And of course, the OG, triple OG, (laughs) the one with the voice. I'll let him say his own name because you'll know exactly who it is. It's me tied, obviously, (laughs) as usual in Texas. Yeah. Same me. Yes. He just did his first plane ride ever. He made it wow. to the airport on time, found out that planes can fly look yeah. <laughs> and they land. And that How
0: is that? supposed to move. Yeah.
2: Air, airport security was good. Well, yeah. It was a
1: good John for my first John.
3: <laughs> <laughs> way to put it. And that is one of
1: many Johns. We made it a mission today to try to introduce John to as many people in Austin, Texas as possible. Mm-hmm. So if you are from us and a John is a person, place, or thing. It's basically a noun and it can be used in any context.
3: I've much. actually been learning that from the new Fresh Prince spinoff.
1: Oh, oh, nice. okay. oh is that good? That's why they yeah. say Bro, it is good. good. we that all over
0: Philly and I have not seen yeah. it. It is well,
3: They say John same, like, like everywhere. Yeah. a hundred times in the first couple episodes. I was a little sad how Carlton's per- portrayed in right. the show. Um, it's definitely, you can't rely on the new characters to be the same as the
1: original. original. Yeah. Do me a favor, say each of your names so people know your voices. This
3: is Monica Velez. Hey.
4: Hi, I'm Acasia Powell. Hi, I'm Claire Miller.
1: And We know Tyad's voice. So we are down here in Austin, Texas for the entire week because we, in partnership with Restorative Practices in Action and the Travis Mania Foundation, are introducing our community classroom models to a national audience at South by Southwest EDU. So the intention of our workshop is to show educators all around the country that, Anybody who is in the educational field can turn the community into the classroom. We did that with the help of Jimmy White. Shout out to Jimmy White. Monica, say something to Jimmy right
2: now. Oh my gosh, my brother. I love you so much. You, definitely lots of love from Texas going to Philly.
1: Yeah. So Jimmy hooked us up with the Travis Mannion Foundation and with Akasha and Monica and we are doing this podcast right now. We're going to be volunteering, which we'll tell you all about with them tomorrow. And then we're introducing them um, during South by Southwest at our presentation. And they're going to play a role and let people know what's possible when you get youth outside of those four walls, you right. bring them into the community. But enough about us. So what we're doing, what is the Travis Manion Foundation for the people who have no idea
2: yeah, so the Travis Manion Foundation, we are a group of veterans and families of the fallen. The foundation empowers us to go into our communities and to develop character within our youth and the future generation. So mm-hmm. Travis is a Marine. Why? Once always a Marine. Right. Is that right? Okay. Uh, a Marine. It's a Marine. Yep. So Travis is a Marine. And in 2007, he was with his brother in law at an Eagles game. And his brother in law said Go
1: birds? Like that Eagles? Yeah. Okay. I know. Here it's Go
2: <laughs> boys god's team Wolf. right
1: i'm actually a cowboys fan
2: <laughs> oh my god there oh, oh yeah, wow i what? knew it i knew yes. it wow. it's in it's the heart i cowboys. love it i, I don't, don't know, know if you're it. getting
4: a return like, uh, <laughs> it's okay <laughs> texas got you we yeah, got you well, here <laughs> <we're> <laughs> Comfortable here
1: in Texas. Well, we're changing the org to we loved philly We <laughs> <laughs> you traitor <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm going to tell you my first time in philly that i wore that cowboy's jersey um <laughs> On the weekend that we played, the Eagles was not my best weekend there.
1: I have respect for you because at least you're from Texas. Most Philly people just have a problem if you're from Philly and you have the Cowboys jersey. It doesn't make sense, but I don't (laughs) usually see Philadelphians giving Cowboys fans a problem if they actually are from Texas. But I'm sorry you had that experience.
2: No, it's okay. But so going back to the roots of (laughs) who we are for the foundation. So Travis is a Marine with his brother-in-law at Eagles game. His brother-in-law says, hey, Travis, if I push you down these stairs, you won't have to go back to Iraq. He was looking at his second deployment back to Iraq. He knew he was kidding. So Travis turned around and said, if I don't go, somebody less prepared in my place will go. If not me, then who? Travis was killed during that second deployment. His mom heard this story when his brother-in-law was giving an interview. And as the family came together to figure out what the legacy of Travis was going to be, they united to develop the, this what we have now, which is the Travis Manion Foundation. And like I said, we're a group of veterans. Keisha is one of our veterans. And I am one of your families of the fallen.
1: Mm. Mm. Well, thank you both for your service. I appreciate you.
2: Thank you. Thank
3: you.
1: So I'm assuming if Travis was at an Eagles game, the organization started in Philly.
2: That is true. That is where our home is. They are in Doylestown.
1: Oh, okay, oh, that's nice. awesome. And is it is this a national organization or is it?
2: It is, yeah, a national organization. We had thirty five chapters. We are growing, so we have a few ch- more chapters that have got added on. Throughout the United States and even a big impact overseas, we call ourselves Spartans. 300 was Travis's favorite movie. We are the Spartans. We always go, is it, oh, uh, or how did the Spartans do it? Ooh. I have learned them. I know them. Do,
3: mer- it,
1: do it. Do it. You how know it. it get-
3: <laughs> Come on. You know I'd it. i listen. I mean, but it works perfectly because the logo is a T and a and an M.
1: But oh, it also I didn't even catch it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. banger. I didn't even catch that that's a T and an M. That's wow. crazy. genius. Yep. That's the Amazon too, right? Like A to Z yeah. and you don't see it. it? Yeah yeah.
2: Oh, I never, th-
1: Yeah. oh wow, mind
2: blown. So yeah, they're based right there in Doylestown. We go to Philly every now and again for events that they host there. Of course, my brother, Jimmy, and here we are in Austin, Texas, bringing it to our community and talking to our youth.
1: What's a typical day at the Travis Mannion Foundation look like?
2: There in Philly, I'm not sure, here in Austin, (laughs) Austin, Texas, for me, we're all volunteers. How much of your time you can give as the chapter leader? It's something that's very close to my heart. As I shared with y'all, I'm one of the families of the fallen. So I lost my first brother in Iraq in 2004, Mm. and my second brother in Afghanistan in 2006. That journey of just navigating through my grief and navigating through what was I going to do to honor my family? How would I bring their legacy to be relevant and make sure that they were remembered. That's the one thing all of our families struggle with is how are we going to remember our fallen when they're gone? And when I heard about the foundation, we were linked because I run the Marine Corps Marathon in honor of my brothers. Their birthdays are both the week before the race and they wanted to honor my family. They called me up and asked if they could bring my dad out to watch me run that race. And I thought, man, what do they want? They want me to fundraise for them. Am I going to have to do an interview? At that time, my grief was really still new, 2010. So I was nervous. But no, didn't ask me for anything. Hosted us, gave us that big Philly love that y'all give out there. What we? Showed us a great time in DC. One of the best memories of with my dad that I cherish, and it came back around after losing my dad in two thousand fifteen. They were here doing their nine eleven heroes run. Have you heard of that? The nine <laughs> eleven heroes run is where we unite our community to remember those that we lost during nine eleven. As a country, we made that promise to always remember,
3: and that's
1: what we are holding ourselves to.
2: Because if not me, then who?
1: Acacia, what's that saying mean to you?
3: it's a call to action right you finding the strengths in yourself to make a difference or just looking inside of yourself and seeing what you can contribute to others and not discounting yourself as less than so it's just finding your own rhythm and just going out there and doing what you can with what you can
1: yes that's awesome
3: how'd y'all meet jimmy
1: so I met Jimmy in the summer of 2020, this organization in Philly called Ying, shout out to Carla Ballard, got a big grant to try to make a response uh, to what happened after the murder of George Floyd. And a lot of local organizations got together. We were each given different categories to focus on. And then that's when we met and then we just have the same energy. So it's just like, cool, what do you wanna do now? And he's (laughs) like, I work with kids. And I was like, I live with kids. I was like, "Do do you wanna come hang out? Oh, my kids so then he started coming to our classes as a guest speaker and then I would volunteer um, with whatever he was doing with the turkey drives and yeah and then we just started to brainstorm together call each other if we needed help or needed a connection and now here we are.
2: Yeah, he's yeah. an amazing human being. Yeah,
1: yeah, Jimmy's awesome. And then, of course, shout out to Jimmy Taco Tuesday on Instagram.
2: Right? <laughs> um, he does Taco Tuesday.
1: Tuesday with his kids. It's the yeah. c- cutest thing I'm ever. I'm excited right? for you
2: to have Taco Tuesday, Texas.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking forward to it. I'm thrilled. <laughs> yeah.
2: And are you from Austin as well? Or you're from Philly
4: as well? I'm not. So I'm from Philadelphia. And I got connected to Carlos through the work that we do with restorative practices and actions. So basically what I do is work with teachers to learn from the neighborhood about the strengths of their students to set a new vision of what's possible with students. And so we do a lot of community events where teachers are with local nonprofits and with students and learning in that space. And then they take that vision back with them. And then they say, okay, how, how do I make this new vision I see about students a reality in my classroom? And so that's the work we do. And so that's how I got connected with Carlos. And so we have teachers learning about the shipping container. I talk about we love Philly often. Ty has been one of our interns with restorative practices and action. So anything we can do to show teachers what's truly possible with students and their leadership is what we do. And so I was really curious more to hear more about your role, Acacia, with students through the foundation?
3: So I'm actually a new mentor, so I haven't gotten those opportunities yet. But just like you were saying about teachers connecting students with opportunities in the community, that's what really drove me to the organization because I'm a Marine Corps veteran. And when I joined the Marine Corps, I was looking for that that greater purpose and, and wanting to be a part of something bigger than myself. And this foundation gives kids that same opportunity to see something in themselves that they can contribute to the community by just looking at their inner strengths. So some of the things that the Travis and Foundation does to build that mentorship in students is give presentations to help them learn about their strengths and then teach them about different character strengths as well and help them connect the dots and be like oh I see that in my mom I see that in my role model I see that in myself and now they can turn around and do that in school with their friends
4: at home or in the community as well. That's so powerful um, Mm -hmm. because in our organization, that is a huge theme of what we do is challenging teachers to re-envision what can student leadership look like? How do we break social norms of this is the only way to lead in a space? So I'm curious knowing... From my perspective, that teachers are so hungry to learn that. They are so interested to find that out and be challenged. If I was a teacher in Austin, how do I get connected to the Travis Manion Foundation? So I think it's
3: really easy to get connected with the organization. Monica is the Austin chapter leader here, so it's a great way to get plugged in with her. And she is a go-getter and will find all the ways possible to get resources and just opportunities connected with the schools out here. We awesome.
2: actually had a great opportunity today. So today here in Austin, I don't know if y'all saw it, but there are several groups throughout the city that need some kind of a project done. So the city hosts these project days and you can get resources from the city. So we had a veteran, an army veteran, who's a teacher at one of our schools, so Overton Elementary School. She put together a project of making outdoor learning spaces, which have been important in key roles as COVID came through our community as well. So she put together this project project of making this butterfly garden and outdoor learning center for the kids. But she contacted us looking for veterans and looking for volunteers. So today she had a little over 40 volunteers join her at Overton Elementary School to help clean up and get the spring classroom ready for the students as the summer's about to hit. But the one thing the foundation learned was our veterans were lacking that sense of purpose. And then we had youth that didn't have a positive role model. And so bringing those veterans looking for a purpose and matching them to those youth that needed that positive role model is how our program started. Wow.
0: When I first heard about Travis Mannion Foundation, I was blown away because it was, it was like a form of synchronicity in myself because your main question, like your main, what's the word? Mantra. Yeah, <laughs> that word is exactly <laughs> something I tackle with on the daily, if not me, then who? That's a, like you said, a call to action. It's something to tell you, regardless of what you say, regardless of what you do, you have to sit there and actually be about it. You have to sit there and put your effort in it and know what you want. And when I heard your story and I heard what you you took that call to action and put it in yourself, I wanted to question, like, what exactly do you see when you take that leap when you take that action, when you're there with the kids, when you're there with the people that actually want to put in that effort, how does that feel?
2: So the one thing that I'm probably gonna say I'm really good at is I'm really good at being a sister. And I pride myself in that, that was something that connected us. Our family was very close. And so getting up there and giving my presentations and talking to the kids, whether I'm in the detention center or at an ROTC program or I'm at an elementary school, but just getting to be that sister again and finding that purpose and and seeing that spark in them of, oh, wow, I can do this. I can go pick up the trash at my park in my community. If I need help, I can ask um, somebody to come help me. And them starting to realize that they are the leaders. That mm-hmm. is the future. And so I, I wish I could put it into words, but it's in um, Spanish.
1: Uh, yeah. aprendiendo español. Aprendiendo so,
2: uh, <laughs> como un sentimiento profundo. Um, Profound. Yeah, it's like 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 this. It's like
1: the light bulb moment in your head. Yeah, "Ah, yeah." you've
2: probably seen like when they do Day of the Dead and there's that little heart and it's got like all these things beaming out of it. And that's how it feels when
1: your heart's full.
2: Yeah, you get to be there and you get to watch these kids grow. And some of those students I've worked with maybe at their first year in high school and now they're in college and seeing how they're continuing that mission and they're continuing that call to action has been has been awesome.
0: Yeah, it's really powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know myself when I was first introduced to Aponte and he gave me that form of, you don't have to conform to everybody else. You don't have to sit there and do what they're telling you. You don't have to learn this way. And you don't have to think that there's no options. For me, that was a big change in my life. That was a big change. And I know that it could be just one sentence from one person for a kid that can change their life. So any time I see someone doing something that can invoke, I put my hands together.
3: There's uh, one thing I love about the foundation is when you're going through all of the leadership courses as a mentor, they're teaching you how to engage with youth is they remind you that you're not coming in to talk to the youth, you're coming to talk with them and to include them in the conversation. And I think that's so powerful to give youth a voice and allow them to see that they can contribute a lot that's just that's what that brought up for me.
2: I'm so happy to see this is it. This is that moment I'm talking about. I'm just so proud. And I'm like, oh, my God, my Spartan sister, here she is.
4: (laughs) Yes, I was so inspired by what you just said, because the word with is Mm -hmm. the root of my why as a teacher. I always tell students I don't do a single thing for you. We do things with each other. I right. do things with you. And I think that's such a significant shift right. for a teacher or a mentor working with students. And like you said, the student voice that comes from that, the magic that happens when an adult right. says with mm-hmm. instead of for or True. with instead of two is really radical, I think, even in classrooms and schools right now. So I'm curious, given that I think we see the same magic with students, what advice would you give to a teacher who says, I don't know how to do that. Or my school has certain rules I have to follow, or I feel like I have to do things for students. What might your advice be to those teachers?
3: I think my advice would be to just start the conversation with the students. Ask them like, hey, what do you guys really love about my class? What do you think I can do to improve? Is that feedback that I think can go a long way, even if there are restrictions that dictate a certain way you're supposed to run your classroom? It's okay, but The student voices still do matter. So just saying, hey, how can I help equip you guys to use your strengths when you're facing a problem in school or with a bully or with a math problem or whatever it might be? If I come and I approach you in this certain way, you can see this as a safe space to come and tell me how I can be a better servant to you.
4: Yeah, that's so powerful because I think teachers, especially in this time during pandemic instruction as well, teachers feel isolated. We feel like we're on islands. We feel like it's tough to find inspiration. And so I think it's really powerful that your organization works specifically with students because as a teacher, it's so inspiring to hear what's possible. So I'm curious, could you give an example of what it's looked like for you to be with your students in the Travis Manion Foundation? How does that play out for you?
3: I'll let Monica take that one. So we
2: have a few students. So what we talk to them about is we do have that conversation. It is something that's very casual. We don't come in talking at them, it's a conversation. So the foundation is amazing. We have an amazing development team that has set down um, and broken down that character strengths. So we believe, just like your DNA, that everybody has these 24 character strengths. Some of us use the strengths daily. So they're at the top of our list. And some of us, we're not in that season of our life yet. And so we may not have those character strengths readily in our tool belt, or we don't know how to access them. So when we come in, we talk to the kids, we're asking them like, what does integrity mean to you? Where have you ever heard that? If I say the word integrity to you, who is the person that pops in your head? My mom, my dad, my best friend. The other day, I got a kid that told me I do. And I was like, oh, that's powerful that you see integrity in yourself. That's important, right? Because sometimes they don't see the good about themselves, especially like you said, nowadays, right? Like they feel the same weight as our teachers feel as they're the failures. They're constantly failing. And that's what I hear a lot from the kids. But going back to your question, one, they learn from us. So instead of me just going and doing it for them, them being able to come out and actually work alongside with us to learn how to go kayak like we're going to do tomorrow, having that vulnerability and seeing that, you know, we too are human and we make mistakes. And maybe there's something that they're not seeing at home or they're not learning at home. We expect them to already know how to cut a piece of fruit or already know how to do stuff and we forget that they may never have done it before they may not know how to cope with anger cope with what it feels like to be isolated a lot of them share with me this past couple of years that we've had this isolation of like i didn't know what to do i just i woke up crying and i didn't know why i was sad and opening up those discussions and the teacher or the parent that's sitting in the room was like i didn't know she was feeling that way and I was like, yeah, sometimes it's just understanding yourself, and we all feel that way. We all have these emotions, and it's normal to be angry. And it's normal for people to have anger with us, but how do we respond to it is what needs you know, to be. But I hope I answered that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I did. Again, I think it's really inspiring and Um, I'm excited about the event tomorrow. You just mentioned too.
1: Yeah. What is the event tomorrow?
2: Yeah. So with the foundation, when we go into the classrooms, we do these presentations. We then do a call to action and we ask them to either join us in what's called an operation legacy where we honor a fallen hero. So tomorrow we are going to be doing one of our funnest ones. It's like the one I love the most. (laughs) We will be doing a kayak cleanup on Lady Bird Lake. So if you've been to Austin, Texas, or you've seen pictures of Austin, Texas, it is the beautiful part of the Colorado River that runs through our city. And because it is so popular, it does get weighted down with a lot of trash. Even when it rains, even if you put your trash in the trash can, it rains, it fills out, flows into the river. So we partner together to jump in there and clean up the river before our big event which is South by Southwest because then it minimizes the waste that we're going to see. And then we'll partner again after South by Southwest to come back in and clean it up. So we'll be having our students and our veterans jumping into kayaks some for the first time. <laughs> 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 Carlos, have you kayaked before? Yes. Oh, okay.
1: On Lady Bird Lake and it's beautiful. Oh, okay. And it's such a pro. cool thing to do. And it's free. I know it's a volunteer event, but kayaking on Lady Bird Lake, I feel like I should be paying money to support something. Mm-hmm. But if I'm coming out to clean up and I'm doing it for free, this is the coolest volunteer thing I could possibly so be doing. this is one of the ways yeah. we get
2: to show the kids, right? Volunteering is an experience. It gives you opportunities that you may not get gain in your daily life or that you may not ever have an opportunity to do teaching them that anybody can put this together. And I talked to them about how we partner with the rowing center that lets us borrow the kayaks um, or it's the Texas rowing center that lets us borrow the kayaks and um, keep Austin beautiful that provides us with all of the gear that you'll see tomorrow. They give us the bags and gloves and grabbers to help clean up. And essentially our event tomorrow is at no cost to us to do and the Texas Rowing Center. They usually charge to rent out the kayaks. Matt has been a staple here in our community forever, and so he's always willing to give back. But I talked to them about. It's scary to go ask. Hey, Carlos, can I borrow this <laughs> from you? It's always well received when it. What did we talk about earlier? You can do no wrong when you're doing good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. give love, get love. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and you literally just explained what a community classroom is, right? Yeah. Like, you just broke down, we know these people, we know these people, they helped them, they helped us, and now I feel like with the work that we do, the missing pieces, why aren't teachers getting in on the mix to bring more and more young people out to do events like this? Because if you have a full-time job and can organize these things. And Matt with the rowing thing can do all of that. And then the city can get involved, even though they have all of these other things going on. And then surprise, it's free. And like you thought you had to pay, but now you don't. Like that's what's possible when you, Engage with the community and you start building relationships on the ground. And now we're going to leave a better place for young people, and they're going to then take the baton and do the same thing, which is what our responsibility is, in my opinion, as the generation that's coming before them.
2: Yeah, I tell them all the time we have so much to learn from you, Mm -hmm. you seeing things with a different perspective than we do, as you know. A 44-year-old woman living in Austin, Texas for the last 20 years, you see it differently than I see it now. Things are different than when I first arrived here. And so getting their perspective of what's important and asking them, like Acacia said, what in your community do you see? When you go home and you're walking past the playground, would you be more willing to go? Would it be less violent if it was cleaned up, if it was taken care of? And helping them build that strength in their community a lot of them will tell me we need a food drive one of the schools that we work with they give the kids the food to take home with them we can all donate we can all bring that and i think that i had one little girl one time she brought i want to say it was like hominy and something else and she said she got it in her food and she wanted to donate it because she wanted to make sure somebody else got it and so if you know the hispanic families we love our hominy and our we call it pasola we make it a little spicy (laughs) There's a few good spots here in Austin. Mm. So she wanted to share that with um, other students and make sure. And when I see them come out in the community, Carlos, and I see them work, and I see their thoughts and ideas, and they've even taught me how to improve things. How do I make it better?
1: It's so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a blessing. Yeah, definitely. As
0: a student perspective, I definitely think that those are the core things we need. We didn't have that time to sit there and actually have to do that. Or we're not in a generation where it's that simple. We have phones, we have all this, we have all this like consistent, non-helpful media. But I think that just ties to like finding yourself and finding honestly what you want to do. And then Just having someone in front of you to be like, you can do that. You can take your time to find out what you want to do. You don't have to follow the norm. Not anymore. And you never really had to. It definitely puts a lot. And that brings me to my question to you. Yes. So if you can go back in time to the past, time machine, whatever you want. DeLorean, you go back in time. DeLorean. (laughs) And tell your, your past self three things. What would you tell yourself and why?
2: Wow, that's powerful. I would tell the young Velez to be patient, to take her time, and to know that she was strong. Patience, because I always felt like I was trying to rush to compete. I always felt, oh, she's doing all these things. I got to keep up with her. I got to keep up with them. Taking my time, I know it sounds like it's patience, but actually, I was always in a hurry to grow up. I wanted to have my own apartment. I didn't want to live at home. I wanted my own car. I didn't realize like how hard it was for a father with three kids working a full-time job and going to school, what that really looked like until I got older. and I'd be frustrated. I'd be like, oh man, he's working all the time, doesn't come to any of my races, doesn't do any of this. But in reality, I really didn't have anything I needed or wanted. So if I would have just taken the time to understand that, I think that would have been important to me. And then strength as a Hispanic female. It it was always hard to feel like I was strong or to feel like I leveled up to what other people wanted or expected of me. And had I had the voice and the strength to be like, no, I don't agree with you, even with adults, just standing up for myself. I don't think I learned that till I got older in life. And so I think I would have been able to be like, hey, you know what? No, I don't want to skip school today. I actually want to go to school and I want to do this. I don't want to follow what everybody's doing today. I want to actually be active in school i liked school actually so <laughs> the crazy thing is we skipped school to go to another school and i never in all of my life have understood that i, I asked them i see those friends carlos and i'm like why did we skip school to go to another school it's, we were already at school it's
1: so funny you say that because i got a call from the school on friday because one of my students left school early to come to our school <laughs> And didn't go to his last period class. So that's so funny that you just said that.
2: Yeah, I just, that's one of the puzzle pieces in my head that I'm always like, why did I do that? Because I just literally left from my school (laughs) to go attend another school. (laughs) We tried to go be in classes. We went to lunch and I was like... (laughs) one who were how are we the teachers weren't fooled like they knew they know us (laughs) and they're like those six girls (laughs) are not students in this campus sitting in class acting like
3: i'm taking notes and i'm like why didn't i just go to my own class and take my own notes (laughs) maybe they should just include that as a part of the curriculum once you're like a senior you can go to the other school for a day and like see what it's like so you don't have that like urge to like venture out and do that
2: yeah. That's, That's a good true. Idea. Yeah.
3: That is a really good idea. Yeah. I want to say it was to be
2: in the other class, but I think it was because one of my friends had a crush on another yeah, boy. I was going to so,
1: say, there's definitely yeah. a boy. There's involved. a lot of other the girls yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: telling you. But it wasn't even for me. Like, it wasn't a boy I liked. I'm just going because I'm here to support you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that sense of loyalty. Yeah. I, the whole time when we were doing it and we were like, running and walking down the street and running and hiding behind a bush. And I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I, when I already run cross country and play soccer, I'm tired. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm waiting for lunch. I had my lunch planned out. I was like, those powdered donuts sitting in my locker now.
0: A powdered donuts. But
2: I'm proud of you. So for doing this and starting this, I know a lot of the kids that I work with, they have these dreams and they have these goals of being able to reach... Um, where you're at. So I wanna ask you, what sparked that that flame to get you going?
0: Well, I've always n- wanted to not follow the norm. Like growing up, like I've always seen normal things and then not so normal things. And then I've always, I question myself, you know, why do people accept certain things? Why do people be negligent on purpose? Like why do people just decide not to view things the way it is because there's problems that are systemically there that people just decide to turn a blind eye to? And in finding that in myself, I joined plenty of programs, made plenty of mistakes, made plenty of good decisions. But I think it just came down to tying myself with saying that doesn't matter, you know what I mean? That doesn't matter, because I don't have to be that person. I don't have to be the person to always see something negative. I don't have to be the person to always be like, okay, so if I do this, who else is exactly doing this and exactly how much effort I know. I can just do it because That's what I want to do. That's the impact I want to make. And I think that seeing someone else do that as well, that's what really clicked for me. And that's why I I sit there and I say, I commend you. I have so much support. And I I just, I'm blown back by hearing the story and seeing the effort. Because it's the same thing with Aponte or any other person I've seen in my life that tells me to declare. It's amazing to me. And I just, I'm happy to be a part of it. So that's why I always say I can give my service, you know what I mean?
3: If not me, then who? If not me, then
0: who?
1: Yeah. So, how can people sign up? How can people donate? How do they volunteer if they want to come through to Mars or a website, Instagram?
2: Yeah, so um, on our for tomorrow, if you're wanting to volunteer specifically to come out and join us on Lady Bird Lake, you'll go to the travismanion.org website. Scroll down to the bottom, you're going to see a map of the United States. Pick out Austin, Texas. You'll see a gold little dot. Click on that dot and you'll see the link to register and to join or donate. Maybe you're not in Austin, Texas, but you want to join the Travis Manion Foundation or you're one of those teachers looking for ideas and looking for new ways to um, spark things in your classroom. If you go to the same website, um, again, that's Travis Mannion, and that's M-A-N-I-O-N dot org. Go to the top, join the mission. They'll automatically get you connected to whoever's in your area, whatever region you're in, and get you started. And I'm going to tell you, it's a a fire. It's a passion. It's kind of like the chips that you can't just have one.
0: Yeah, you can't just
2: have one. Yeah, you you don't want just one TMF shirt. Yeah. You want to be like me and be like, do I want to wear the blue one today, the gray one today, the white one today, the black one today? (laughs) You caught me on an off day. I'm saving all my gear for tomorrow, my socks, my shoes, my pants. So That's awesome.
1: I respect it. So, Claire, how can people, if they are in the Austin area and they want to see our presentation that Travis Mannion and some of their youth are going to participate in, how do they find us?
4: Absolutely. So you're referring to specifically our session at South by Southwest? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we are presenting on Wednesday, March, in the afternoon. I believe it's at 11 o'clock at South by Southwest EDU. The people presenting are Carlos, Tayed, and myself, along with Austin students and Monica and their foundation. So if you're interested in joining us, you can go to southbysouthwestedu.com, and you'll see places to buy tickets, you can buy a day pass if you're just interested in just seeing our session and some other sessions on that day. And when you go to the Programs tab on the website, you'll be able to scroll down and find all the pertinent information, like the room, the time, and you'll be able to flag it so that you can attend with your ticket.
1: Beautiful. Before we wrap it up, I want to take a quick moment to send love to everybody in this room right now. I appreciate everything you're all doing. It's amazing work and finding and connecting with people who want to put a young person's first when education is involved and listening to them it always holds a special place in my heart and it's what wakes me up and keeps me going all day every day and just speaking with both of you and then being in here with Tyed and Claire as well you feel that energy all throughout this room and I appreciate you all for it Um, so since Monica answered the first one what is your definition of love
3: my definition of love is treating Yourself and others with kindness, being compassionate and finding em- empathy to resonate with how other people are feeling and how you yourself are f- is feeling.
1: Beautiful, yeah, perfect. That's a good John. That's a definitely a good John.
3: I'm still learning how to use that. Yeah. So am I. Basically,
0: to learn
1: how use it. tomorrow we're going to be on
0: the John. Tomorrow we're going to be
1: on the John on a John. Yeah. Okay. with the John. Yeah. With a bunch of other Johns. Johns, right. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a whole lot of John in that. Got it. I'm going to pick this up eventually.
1: Yeah. Right when I got
0: the
2: first (laughs) slang down.